welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. Today, we actually have the launch of a new company I'm excited to share with our audience here at Healthcare IT Today. And our guests are Mike Ng, he's co-founder and CEO at Ambience Healthcare, and Nikhil Budumma, he's co-founder and chief scientist at Ambience Healthcare. Welcome, guys. Thank you. John, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and sorry if I slaughtered your name too bad. Luckily, they can read it better than I can say it. But it's exciting that you're launching Ambience Healthcare. Uh, you know, I think this is a, you know, oh, it's always fun to see, you know, new companies. I mean, you've been around for a while, but in stealth. So, uh, before, you know, tell us, uh, Mike, maybe you can start us off. Tell us about yourself and also how Ambience Healthcare was started. Yeah, 100%. So I grew up at a pretty big science nerd, studied nanotechnology to begin with in the early 2000s. Later on, spent more of my time building time series prediction models. And lo and behold, during the, the global financial crisis in 0809, transitioned in applying some of my skills in the finance industry, uh, later on as an investor as well. Journey into healthcare only really happened when I fractured my back in 2012. And as you can imagine, Lying there at the ER, you get a lot of time to think about what you really want to do in life with the skills you've been given with the time that you have and decided to dedicate the rest of my life at the to build companies at this section of healthcare and machine learning. Was really fortunate uh, soon later to, to go to an event called T equals zero, which is the flagship entrepreneur event at MIT. And on the healthcare track, I, I saw there was a demo of a microfluidics device that sat on top of a smartphone that could auto-detect malaria using computer vision. And I decided to talk to the founder and little did I know that at the time it was a 19-year-old Nikhil on the stage. <laughs> wow. Nice. That's how you met. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Nikhil, what, what would you add? And, and you know, what was your perspective on the experience and meeting up with, I, I hear your best friends too, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, we've been We've been, it's been almost a decade now. We've been roommates and building together ever since, ever since then. Um, but it's been a crazy journey for, for me. Um, my journey into healthcare started very early on. I was born with a severe set of heart defects and my family had just immigrated from, from rural India. And so they didn't really understand the healthcare system here. So the first like 10 years or so of my life was characterized by being a patient first and foremost was in and out of the healthcare system constantly. And then, you know, my family went through a great financial difficulty, just trying to be able to afford the care that I went through. And so that was sort of our story. Um, I had a pretty non-traditional educational background from 11 to 18 was mostly spending time on Stanford and San Jose State's campus doing a bunch of research, spent a couple of years in drug discovery, a couple of years in immunology, working on the pertussis vaccine, a couple of years in stem cell therapeutics, was on this like sort of traditional academic medical career path. And in, in 2012, the world started to change and machine learning kind of went in this crazy upswing. And I spent the first couple of years working specifically on computer vision applications for medicine. That's how Mike and I first, first met at MIT. But as the space was starting to evolve in 2013, 2014, I think Mike and I started to come to this conclusion that while vision was really exciting, 
the ability for machines to understand natural language and specifically understand the nuances of medical conversations, that was going to be the next big frontier and opportunity in healthcare. And in 2015, Mike and I ended up leaving school to start our first company together. Um, but that that first company kind of gave rise to a lot of the insights that led to uh, led to Ambience today. But Mike, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we launched a, a virtual primary care practice and our innovation on was actually building an AI chatbot that would converse with the patient and capture basic information before they see the providers on our platform. Hmm. And in doing so, we actually launched our own PC and uh, that's a professional medical corporation where uh, we hired our own doctors and we supervised documentation. And lo and behold, we saw all of the issues that you know really well, John, in terms of spending hours per day putting inf information into the medical records. And we just saw so much time waste and frustration, and we wanted to find solutions to, to help out providers. And we tried the dictation-based uh, players. We tried the templates, the macros, phrase expanders. We even looked at getting virtual scribes. And ultimately, we, we felt that each of the solutions didn't really solve the core problem that, we're, that our providers were facing, and they weren't actually saving a significant amount of time. Um, the exception probably was having human scribes, but the, the challenge there obviously is making sure we hire good scribes. They're difficult to train and retain. And in the very best case scenario, you're still spending a lot of money to make that happen. And you'll have to wait 30 minutes or an hour for the note to, to come back and finish. And that really is disruptive because it breaks workflow. The, the, our providers wanted to be able to finish right there and then and be able to move on to see the next patient and not have to remember all the facts and come back at the end of the day. So we knew that at that point in time that if there was an AI solution that can ambiently listen to the conversation in natural language and understand how to use the past information in medical records, merge it into the current conversation and generate the first draft of soap note for our providers, that would be the holy grail. But at that time, the, the fundamental piece of the technology to make that happen didn't, didn't exist. Mm. So that's a couple of years later, we, we decided to, to launch Ambience to solve that problem. Interesting. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you mean, though. Doctors love spending hours writing in charts, right? <laughs> Just like lawyers love documenting billable hours. And you know, <laughs> none of us like that, right? That's, that's the administrative work, right? Uh, so I, I, it's interesting. You identified the problem and you saw a lot of the solutions, right? That, you know, and I'd love to hear, you know, maybe Nikhil, you could talk about, you know, where does this fit kind of in between what he talked about, human scribes or ambient clinical voice, which we've covered a lot in this program, right? People are familiar with where that's going or even something like EHR templates or even voice activated templates, et cetera. You know, where does ambience fit between all of those solutions and how does it work? Yeah, I think one of the key selling points for, for the innovation we've been able to create is the fact that they, we have this piece of software that's able to listen directly to the conversation. It's processing that conversation in real time. And Unlike a lot of the other sort of ambient voice solutions out there, which are really powered by a human scribe doing QA on the back end, leading to sort of the 30, 60 minute delay that Mike was talking about, because of the way we've architected Ambience, 
the note actually gets generated as the conversation is happening. And so immediately at the end of the visit, you already have that first draft ready and available for you. Providers pretty much take a minute, two minutes to kind of review and make edits. And ultimately it sits really nicely in their workflow. So as soon as they've approved all of the content, we actually go and we study all of the button clicks, the structured selections, the free text entries that they make in their medical record. And we almost live like a little assistant on top. And so as soon as they've approved the content, we go automate all those downstream clicks on behalf of the provider. And so, you know, in a, in an urgent care visit, we see providers closing out their charts in about 45 to 60 seconds at the end of the visit. In the case of a psychiatric provider who might be doing an hour-long visit, normally taking 30 minutes to close out their chart without ambience, we're seeing that time go down to about four and a half minutes from the end of that conversation to closing out their chart. So, Interesting. So I want to dive into the learning, but help me understand. So the workflow is they go into the room and ambience is listening, or what, what's the workflow look like for a clinician? Yeah, so basically they go into the room, um, they basically tell the patient, hey, I'm using this software that's going to be listened to the conversation, it's going to take notes for me so I can focus on you during the visit, is that okay for you? Mm -hmm. And the moment the patient sort of agrees to that, they essentially turn on ambience, it's basically a single click to essentially start recording the visit. And that's on a mobile device that they might bring in, or it could be a desktop computer, or what? How are you approaching that? Yeah, normally it runs wherever they're they're using their medical record. Um, gotcha. So most most cases, it's running on a desktop computer or a laptop, and we're able to use the built-in microphone of that desktop computer or a laptop, or they might plug in a USB microphone to start collecting audio in the room. But it's really that easy. Gotcha. So that you know, it's interesting. We've been through this before, uh, you know, with other solutions where, yeah, getting the patient's consent is interesting, but the patients actually love it. I think <laughs> overall, they're 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 supportive of this effort, right? Uh, and, and so then it just documents in real time along the way. That's interesting, though. When you said this, it, it it kind of records what they did. I assume you mean after the fact, as they're correcting anything. Is, is that when it's recording it, so they can you can learn, or is the doctor still charting in the EHR? and you're learning from it while documenting? Help, help me understand that. Yeah, no, the doctor's fully hands-off during okay. the visit. Um, they can do some stuff in the EHR if they'd like to, but one of the things we realize is within the first shift of using ambience, they start to realize, I don't have to do anything anymore. And so they're <laughs> pretty much hands-off. They're focused fully on the patient. And at the end of the visit, that's when they're usually reviewing the output and taking a little bit of time to make some corrections where, where they'd like to make corrections. Interesting, but they could go in and look if they needed to see some past history or some things like that to, you know, see what other drugs, the, the overview, et cetera, which is probably essential. Fascinating. And, and then I assume the learning is the, on the correction then. So as they correct the note, you're learning from that so that next time it improves. Is that how you approached it? Yeah. So Mike, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So the, the first thing we do is we start a program called Shatter Scribe, which allows the doctor to record the conversation, but they're able to continue the uh, typing the notes as they normally would. Mm -hmm. And during that calibration phase, um, at the end of that clinic, they compare the notes that they've written versus the notes that we've written until we earn their trust. But what's also mm -hmm. interesting is that um, on our end, every time that there's an edit or a change, we actually have a system um, internally where we review the changes to figure out, is this a a change to do with a preference or a change to do with uh, the, the note taking itself. And then we make the systematic change over time. Interesting. So 
additionally, on top of this is there's an opportunity for us to realize how each provider likes to write their charts and we learn their preferences so that each time with each use, it gets closer to the, to the theoretical ideal. And what we've learned also is through that process that when providers read notes that are similar to how they would write, it's faster review, it's faster sign off, and it's more natural as well. Wow, what a good point. And, and I think what's interesting is that in many of the solutions, doctors have had to change how they act, right? And, and, be, and even just verbalize more things. Do you see the same thing happen in your solution where the doctor needs to verbalize instead of just thinking, oh, I'm going to prescribe them 400 milligrams of moxicillin, they need to verbalize it? Do you have that same experience where they, they kind of need to verbalize more as opposed to just think about it? You know, it's it's funny. So sometimes the first time we we onboard a provider, you start to notice on their own, they start changing their behavior. They might speak a little bit slower. They might try to vocalize a lot more things. Um, and I would say some of those behaviors are helpful. So for example, in the same way that you, if you had a scribe in the room, you might vocalize some of the physical exam findings, right. explain things more, more verbosely to the patient. It's probably better for patient care in some ways. They're, they're getting educated on what's going on. Um, and it helps the scribe pick up on certain things. So I think some aspects of that are helpful, but you can almost imagine the same thing you would, the same way you would work with an experienced scribe, you can work with ambience. So you don't necessarily have to always say, well, I'm going to get a cervical x-ray or I'm going to get a renal ultrasound. You can usually just say scan because an experienced scribe in the room understands based off of context what we actually mean. And Ambience is able to similarly read in between the lines, mostly because we spent the last two and a half years in R&D fine-tuning these models to understand like not just what's explicitly spoken, but the medical and clinical nuances underneath as providers use language that's colloquial, like a scan or get blood work done. Yeah, and Mike, isn't that the other problem is that a lot of times you say, oh, they have no history of X, Y, Z. <laughs> and then you actually document it as history of X, Y, Z. I think that's the other risk that many doctors fear with these type of automated solutions. You know, how do you address those types of cases? So, there are times when it's ambiguous because sometimes patients may contradict themselves at the beginning of the conversation at the sure. end. And there are other times when there's clarification needed. So what we really try to do is create a first draft of documentation that is much faster than, than it would by creating directly from the template and typing from themselves. But at this point, the, the doctor reviews, makes some changes and signs off on every note. And as Nikio kind of mentioned, the ability to, to save time is the, the, key, the key metric we're looking for. So in some of our psychiatric visits, in, including these long introductory evaluations where there's one hour visit and you're going through very in-depth history with the patient, the documentation afterward sometimes takes as much as 30 minutes to complete. And mm -hmm. after using Ambience, we, we're showing that we're compressing that time to around four to five minutes. Wow. It's a big change. And are you doing the granular data elements as well? I think that's the other concern many have with these types of solutions is like, okay, well, you captured it all, the narrative, if you will. <laughs> are you able to integrate deeply with the EHR to be able to capture the granular data? Because we know the future of AI and everything is in that granular data. So how are you approaching kind of granular data versus kind of, you know, uh, narrative text? 
Yeah, as you can imagine, the granular data is the easy part from the AI perspective, the narrative is the hard part. And part of the reason why I think you get the reverse experience with a lot of these ambient players is because there's not a lot of AI and it's a lot of people. And so the human scribe gets a lot of the narrative, but then they can't really do a lot of the structured data entry because the that, that scribe would, would have to essentially wrangle directly with the end EMR to get that data in. Um, and so they just kind of leave it to some of the unstructured formatted text. On the other hand, for us, as you can imagine, the narrative was the hard part, and we've gotten there in terms of quality required for the narrative. The structured data is, areas is where we kind of originally started with the company. So that part of the system is really nice. And in, in terms of what the way the software lives on top is, I think we talked about this a little bit, but by virtue of understanding the, the full end-to-end -end workflow that goes into closing a chart, we can not only drop in the free text elements in the open text boxes, but we can also use the structured data that we've captured to automate the button clicks, automate the structured selections that have to happen in the EMR as well. Awesome. So, I mean, we've brought this up a few times, but, uh, you know, how automated is this technology and, and how many humans are in the background of ambience? <laughs> Absolutely zero uh, <laughs> ever use, which is, you know, it, it, when we first started the company, people thought this is going to be five, 10 years away in complete science fiction. But I mm -hmm. think at the core of it, we've built an R&D team that draws from the state of the art and speech recognition from self-driving cars and thinking about, given that we've already seen some pretty incredible technological feats in other parts of, of the world, other parts of society, how do we bring that expertise and actually challenge it to this inherently incredibly challenging problem? Um, but we felt like in 2020, this was, this is going to be tractable. And it was, it was quite a bit of time in R and D to bring it, bring it to life, but we've gotten to a place now where there is not a single person that's involved besides the, the end user, the doctor themselves, mm -hmm. um, in the generation of this, of this note. Um, and, uh, it pretty much appears instantly after each visit. Interesting. So just the doctor on the front end and the programmers in the back end that are programming. <laughs> right. There's still some humans, I guess, but not not in the active uh, note creation. Interesting. So, uh, Mike, I mean, you kind of address this. I wanted to say, like, well, how accurate is this? But I think it's fascinating. I think, did you call it auto scribe that does the note while you do the note and you can compare it? You know, like, is, is that how you approach ensuring that doctors trust the notes you're creating or how do you engender that trust in the doctors and that they know you're going to create an accurate note yeah so when a doctor gets uh hires a new medical scribe for example or a new medical assistant the most important thing is earning trust and mm -hmm. so we do the same thing through the through the shadow scribing program where at the beginning they would complete the documentation as they normally would and then compare the the notes that we generated versus the notes they wrote for themselves. And usually, that's that calibration period is less than one shift. So once they once we have built that trust, that's when we we ask the question: Would you like to start with the note that we created, or would you like to start from scratch? And the transition time on average is less than one shift. Wow. 
Impressive. And, and it is interesting. I mean, it all goes back to trust, but uh, we also, it, it reminds me of when I implemented the EHR originally, we had them kind of double documenting because they were worried about it. They were doing the paper and the chart. And then they started saying, well, why aren't we just doing it here? <laughs> I imagine you have a similar experience where you're like, why am I doing this twice when the scribe's already done it? So kind of absolutely. <laughs> so with, with the ambience experience, what's What's really interesting is we allow the provider to truly focus on providing patient care. And as you can imagine, in the current practice environment, the doctor's scrambling to write down notes for a couple of reasons. Number one, they don't want to forget details. And number two, they don't actually have a lot of time to complete the documentation before they see the next patient. And one of the things you'll notice is if you work with health system execs or you talk to the chief medical officer, you'll realize first of all, how much time folks are actually spending completing documentation, but also when you're behind on charts, you're trying to close this at the end of the day or sometimes waking up very early the next morning trying to finish those notes when it's very difficult to remember what actually happened in each of those visits. So with Ambience, you purely focus on providing care. You get to go home on time and there's no homework afterwards. And what we've shown is that by having this experience of an AI scribe writing the first draft note for you, we've been able to save uh, providers more than two hours each day. Yeah. And two hours of misery, let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the vision of all this is compelling. Everyone understands that, right? Uh, what specialties do you have using the product today? You know, like what, how, how far are you implemented? Give us a feel for that. Uh, since this is obviously something that many people are just hearing about now. Mike, maybe you want to address? Yeah, 100%. So what's interesting is, most of the time you speak to, you, know, you run a demo, they're, they're expecting to see voice to text. And what we wanted to show is the how far out our technology has progressed by showcasing two example use cases. So first of all, when you mentioned being able to capture the rich nuances of each patient story, we focus on psychiatry, where the natural story and the narrative is so important and the nuance of the details of when that person first experienced the problem, what if all the things I've tried in between are so, uh, needs to be captured in a very concise narrative in the part of the note. Mm -hmm. So right now we have psychiatrists using the product for not only the intro evals where they're one hour of visits, 30 minutes of documentation, compressing it to four to five minutes, but also using that for follow-up visits where they're saving so much time that they can use that time to complete talk therapy. And that's another example where if you take away the documentation burden, they can focus more on providing care. Mm -hmm. The second example use case, which showcases technology, is we're deployed in a, a large primary care group serving uh, patients in senior assisted living facilities. And as you can imagine, an environment where the average age is 82 and they have 10 plus comorbidities, <laughs> each visit is extremely long. And what's also important here is that in those conversations where you have, you're navigating many different problems in one setting, it is incredibly difficult traditionally to be able to parse that out and structure the note by problem, which is very important from a coding and billing standpoint as well, not just for continuity care, especially in the value-based care environment. So um, that's, that kind of showcases the, the wide ranges of technology um, the capabilities of our technology and where it's deployed today. And obviously, 
being able to to produce notes in this core primary care setting allows us to have a good chassis to expand to all the differentiation specialties as well, cardiology, nephrology, rheumatology. Yeah. And Nikhil, is that the plan as the focus is there or are you looking to expand to a lot of other specialties or, you know, what's the approach? Yeah. I mean, we already, as you can imagine, in some of these groups, uh, while the the core offering might be primary care, they also sort of leak and bleed into some of the multi-specialty work as well. So we already have some providers leveraging us in more specific specialties. Um, and so it'd be very easy for us to, to work more with groups that have more specialties under the umbrella beyond just primary care, geriatrics or behavioral health. Awesome. Well, Mike, Nikhil, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, you know, I love this space. I'm I'm addicted to it. My colleague Colin always makes fun of me because uh, I, I want it to. I want this solution, right? And so does every doctor that I know. So uh, I'm excited to continue to watch your journey and, and see how it progresses. You know, Mike, where can people go to learn more about it? And I'm sure their next question is going to be, "Give me a demo." But uh, <laughs> where can they go to learn more about Ambience Healthcare? So if you go to ambiencehealthcare.com, you can sign up directly for a demo. And one of the things we want to make it very easy to do is try the software yourself. Exactly. Mostly because until you see it in action, it's very hard to believe the, the conciseness of the notes that we create and how much it captures, how much time it actually saves. So in, in the quickest way to test, we can have a person up and running in less than 10 minutes to try. And only and after they've seen the quality notes and how much time it's going to save, that's when we work on the deeper integrations. But on average, when a provider tries this for the first time um, at, during a deploy, it's less than one shift before they decide to adopt Ambience. And from getting adoption to time saved to actually using that time to either spend more time with patients, see more patients, and or go home without any homework to do, we show that in less than a week. Yeah, every doctor wants no homework. They're, they're sick of homework from school. And um, <laughs> no, this is awesome. Thanks so much, Mike and Nikhil. Uh, I appreciate you sharing this uh, exciting new uh, work that you're doing. And uh, we'll definitely be following along. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com and search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application. Thanks, guys. Thank you, John. Thank you.